Hey there, my name is Stacy Sublett. I am the gathering pastor at Penns Valley, and I am here today with my friend Vince. And I'm Vince, and I used to be the pastor at Calvary Penns Valley. How about that for an intro? Um, and we both work together at Keystone Family Alliance, so and we both wear blue. That's that's a real thing. But we we are excited to be here to talk a little bit about this weekend's Church Without Walls. And um, I thought I'd just kind of intro this by talking a little bit about our front yard mission principles. This is the weekend that we don't, as Calvary, we're not meeting in any of our buildings, but we're sending people out to be the church in their neighborhoods. We want to live on mission. And when we talk about front yard mission, uh, just a reminder that those, those principles are we want to pray first. Now, they're not sequential. It's not... Well, we prayed, now we can do step two, now we can do step three. But they kind of just kind of wrap around all of our lives. We want to pray first, first and foremost. Before we talk to our neighbors about God, we want to talk to God about our neighbors. Um, so we've been encouraging people to to have their, their hashtag card, their pray for eight, and, and to continue to lift up their neighbors that way. Um, so we pray first. We love all. We look for practical ways to, to meet people's needs, to let them know that we care about them, to, to look at that as an open door to build relationship, to, um, to make sure that they know that we care about them. It's, it's not enough just to know their names and wave at them. Uh, do, you, do you wave at people? We do. We do. Out in the valley. Yeah. There's a lot Everybody of waving is. going on, but I don't yeah. know how much love is actually happening in our neighborhoods. So we pray first, we love all, and we invite often. And I used to think that when we talked about inviting, um, I grew up in a church where we had high attendance Sunday. Did you? No, we did not. You church. didn't do that? No. We, we, we used to have these contests where who could fill a pew with no. their friends, and we would have prizes for the people who brought the most people. Well, we had to bring your friend Sunday, but okay. we didn't fill pews. Oh, man. Yeah. We, we were super competitive. Um, I don't know that that really led to very many people encountering Jesus, yeah. though. They may not be in heaven because of may n- the pew filling. Because of high attendance Sunday, they yeah. may have felt a little bit like, a, well, you were just here so that I got a point. Yeah. Um, and that's no, but instead of inviting people to come to a worship service, I, I, I'd love for us to think about inviting people into our lives and inviting people into relationships. So whether it's around your fire pit or around your kitchen table, um, you know, this is a great time of year to invite people over for, for coffee and dessert and, uh, and see what the Lord's doing. I, one of the things that I like the most about our, our neighborhood is that there is this together kind of thing happening. About a year ago, uh, Kim and I moved our family out to Penns Valley, and there were already these kind of seasonal things happening that got people together. One of them coming up is trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. So the the ladies on our street coordinate this daytime. My kids don't like it because it's during the day. <laughs> But the trade-off is they get candy. So, yeah. um, But there are things that, that let us get to know our neighbors, and, and so we get to practice that praying first and loving all and inviting often. And um, So I just want to encourage you guys to, to lean into that um, as we, we go forward. Um, Vince did mention the fact that we both work with the Keystone Family Alliance, and you may need to explain a little bit about what Keystone Family Alliance is because... 
It could be an insurance company. Yeah. It could be, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll tell you what it is. Keystone Family Alliance, uh, formerly known as Center County Orphan Care Alliance, then Pennsylvania Orphan Care Alliance, rebranded a year ago to Keystone Family Alliance. And we had the opportunity to serve uh, churches and bridge the gap between churches and foster adoption agencies across the state of Pennsylvania as we're just kind of raising the flag when it comes to the James 127, where real religion is to look after uh, orphans and widows. And so that's where we kind of lean our emphasis and, and spend our time is serving those kids from hard places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so Vince is the founder and director of the Keystone Family Alliance. And I joined the staff in January serving as a regional coach. I coach some of the county coordinators. So a little bit of the growth story. Yeah, so two and a half years ago, we went public uh, with this vision to to take what God was doing in Center County to the other 66 counties in the state of Pennsylvania. And it's been fun to watch God do incredible things. We now have county coordinators in 12 counties around the, the state, a staff of 15 people, and probably another six counties that will be onboarding uh, in the months ahead. But we're seeing the church across the state really just step up uh, into this space of serving families, uh, kids from hard places and doing what the church should be doing. Yeah. So. One of the, the, the main points that Vince always talks about is that um, for the longest time, churches have not been engaged, not because they don't care, not because they, they don't mm-hmm. want to make a difference, yeah. but they haven't been aware of what the needs really are, and they don't know their practical next steps. Yeah. So that's kind of where we come in. Yep. We present the need and some, some helpful, tangible, make-a-difference kind of things that churches could step into, and it's fun to watch what the Lord's doing as we get to do that. Yeah. All of the yeah. So I'll kind of just tell some some stories, kind of in yeah. that space. But first of all, in the the love your their neighbor story, uh, as as part of Calvary, we've our family has been praying for our neighbors for a handful of years. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were out on a walk in our neighborhood with some friends that were from out of town visiting. And as we started the walk, they said, uh, "Hey, do you guys know your neighbors?" And my wife just kind of laughed, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we do, um, is love our neighbors. And as we get uh, a couple of houses up, one of the guys comes out of his house, and he stops me on the street, and he just engaged and, and was looking for uh, some help for his kid who is going through some difficult times. So um, so they kind of kept walking, and my wife had to yell at me like 10 minutes later, come like, on, hey, are you going to come join us? And we're able to go a, a little bit farther, and kind of the same thing happens up up the street. And that that has been birthed out of this yep. front yard mission. We, we pray first, um, and then our neighbors are engaging, and we're looking for opportunities to 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 love them uh for them to love us back uh and that's been fun but so that's that's that that side of it but when it comes to um like Keystone Family Alliance and part of the work that we're doing uh a recent story for our family was uh Children and Youth Services here in Center County called my wife and uh we're signed up right now to only take one foster child at a right. time uh, we're not a long-term option for the county any longer and 
so they were calling saying, hey, would you be willing to take a child um, who is from the Penns Valley School District? But during that phone call, my wife learned that there actually uh, this child was part of a sibling group of three, but they weren't going to ask us to take three because we weren't licensed for that. But um, my wife learned that there was no family in Center County licensed and willing to take a sibling group. You need to say that again. Yeah. No families in Center County, not just our school district, but in our county that are willing to take sibling groups. So every time a child, a sibling group is removed, um, CYS has the hard job of making phone calls to individual foster homes, splitting kids up. So in this case, my wife said, we'll take all three. Then she texted me and said, is it okay if we take three children (laughs) from uh, uh, Penns Valley School District? And I know if she's texted me, it's already a yes. so that was a done deal. So we had said yes to these kids, but my wife's good at, at putting clear boundaries. You have a couple of weeks to, to be able to find a long-term option for these children. And we thought Ken would be a potential option, but that did not end up working out. So I was getting ready to go out of town with our staff for a week. And um, part of the other story we want to tell about being able to love uh, your neighbors is uh, we had a care community yeah. that was just built to wrap around our family. Uh, we we go around the state recruiting foster families all the time, but we'd never had a care community wrap around us. And uh, Hillary, who's our county coordinator in Center County, had just put that in place. And so these three kids come into our home that night. We're not sure whether they have enough clothes to go to school tomorrow, what appointments they have to get to the next week, what visits, um, dealing with their emotions from just a really hard removal from yeah. their home. Um, somebody shows up from our, our care community with a meal and my wife and I are like, praise Jesus, we can literally make it through the night if we don't have to think about a meal. And, uh, we, we ended up with these children being with us longer than we anticipated. We had some hard conversations said, we're willing to make that happen. If, uh, the agency would work with us on being able to recruit a family that would keep this sibling group, uh, together. But I was headed out of town for a while, so now my wife's going to have six children, uh, 13 and under, in the house. Uh, she teaches 14 uh, four-year-olds Four all day long, and so um, I did not want to put her in the funny farm by being gone for a week. And <laughs> I mean, she already is at the funny it farm. It is already. Our house is yeah. the funny farm, literally. Yeah, literally. But um, that care community stepped up. Yeah. While I was gone, they picked these kids up after school, spent time with them. They brought meals to our family. They helped with transportation to things. And my wife was still sane when I got home yeah. uh, at the end of the week. And we were able to, over the next um, a couple of weeks, uh, by Stacy actually sending an email to our gathering in Penns Valley and another pastor email. And we were able to find some Christian families that said, we'd be willing to take this sibling group of three and through that process, a couple families have started to foster. Um, but we are on this mission across the state of Pennsylvania saying there's not enough homes for children, especially yeah. sibling groups and children over the age of eight. So I always like to, to beat this drum. There's 14,000 kids in foster yeah. care in the state of Pennsylvania. Almost 3,000 are available to be adopted today. But they're going to wait for five to seven years before they find a forever home yeah. because there just isn't families that are willing to take them. And not all of them will. Right. So 1,100 of those this year in Pennsylvania will age out of our system with no forever family. And when they do, we know that 80% of the boys end up in jail and 70% of the girls are pregnant and single before their 21st birthday. 
And that's not to mention the number of them that end up homeless or below the poverty line or sex right. trafficked. And, and so we say there's n- yeah. that should, that's not okay, yeah. especially when there's 14,000 churches, all with a biblical mandate here in Pennsylvania to look after vulnerable children and families. So one of these kind of extreme measures of loving your neighbors yeah. is inviting them into your home. Uh, when they've been removed from a hard situation. And I like to say we are full-time responders, not just first responders. We're on the clock as an adoptive parent yourself. Yeah. Uh, there's not a break um, from there's not. when things could happen yeah. at, in our homes. Um, but we also know that 50% of foster families quit before year one, 90% before year two. But if they have this care community that I'm talking about, 90% of them are still doing it beyond two years. So we say church, like everyone can do something. What's your something? And so a couple of those somethings are these care communities where you can volunteer to serve a foster family. And when you volunteer, you're just saying you're willing to take a meal one time per month. Yeah. So that that family gets a meal every week. Maybe you can help with laundry or child care or transportation, homework. homework. Uh, just had a story of a, a 22-year-old that's given guitar lessons yep. to a foster kiddo. Yep. And it's making a huge difference to the foster parents who get a break. And this kid's getting another mentor yep. um, as part of his story. Yeah. So we're looking at teams of five to eight people mm-hmm. who can rally around a foster family. Yeah. So if you're in that group, of that stage of life where you're thinking, I can't foster. Maybe a care community would be a great opportunity for you to put some of this love your neighbor into practice. Yeah, absolutely. And as we're we're seeing, it is the opportunity for the church to walk into these hard places. Oh, yeah. We have a church in a neighboring county that we had just learned that they, they had uh, started a care community that wrapped around a foster family that wasn't part of a local church but because of that care community, that, that family is now part of that local church. And we're, we're seeing God use care communities or rewrite stories because people are loving their neighbors Yeah, that way. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about, or tell them, I already know. Yeah. Tell them a little bit uh, about Gateway. Yeah. So Gateway uh, is an online portal. Uh, if you go to the keyfam.org website, uh, you can, it takes two minutes to register as a volunteer. And when you do that, you're saying you're willing to receive an email anytime a social worker in your local county has a need. So if they need a stroller or a crib or a bed or clothing for a new foster family, uh, that need will be posted by a social worker and you're going to get an email uh, with those needs in your inbox. And if How you can meet How many emails it, are you going to send me vents. Yeah, lots, gonna... not lots. So the beauty of this is uh, you'll get an email, even if there's five requests in your county in one day, you get it one email a day Okay, um, that would list all of those requests. And uh, generally it may be a, a couple a week that you're going to get yeah. uh, email us. If you can meet the need, great. You just click a button and it connects you with that local social worker uh, to be able to serve a foster family, a kinship family who's taking care of their, their kin, yep. uh, maybe a biological family that's trying to keep their kids together, uh, you have the opportunity to serve uh, those families. And so we would love to see the number uh, in Center County around the state yep. uh, just uh, exponentially multiply of Jesus followers saying, hey, we're willing to receive a need anytime a local social worker has a need. Um, and... 
we get the traffic in this all the time. This morning, in fact, we were at a meeting where the agency is only 30% staffed. Yeah. Um, another neighboring county has five people on staff. They're supposed to have 28 in the child welfare system. So when people use Gateway, it's helping not only a foster or biological family, but it's also helping those social workers. Yeah, it helps them get their job done and maybe keeps them in the game a little bit longer. Yeah. So that that's some. Those are some good options for people who live in Pennsylvania. But what if what what if someone's watching this who doesn't live in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Great. So uh, one opportunity coming up, Stan Sunday, is November 12th uh, worldwide, where we're just, uh, we rally together to say, hey, will you stand for those that can't stand for themselves? And uh, there will be opportunities around the country to be able to get engaged that way. So depending on what state, you can always reach out uh, to us at Key. Keystone Family Alliance, we'd be happy to connect you with a local ministry that's working in this space of serving vulnerable children and families. But November 12th is a big deal here in Center County and several counties around the state. On that evening at 6 o'clock, there's going to be gatherings of uh, Christians coming together uh, to worship and hear stories about how they can get engaged in caring for kids in their community. There'll be agencies, uh, local agencies on site to help them take next steps. That's that's tremendous. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, and you said it earlier, everybody can do something. We just, we want you to find your something. Yeah. What's what's the next step that you can take? You you might, boys, as Vince is talking, some, some of you are probably thinking, I, I think we could foster. Well, step into that. But if you're, at a stage where you can't do it, there's, there is a step that you can take. So I want to encourage you to, to pray into that and ask the Lord to give you some courage and, and see what happens. And, and what is your something? Um, we all have a something. And I think the Great Commission is what we're talking about with Front Yard Missions is right. go and make disciples. You don't have to go overseas. You, don't, no. you can go to your neighbor. You can go to your local CYS office. You can go to the um, local homeless ministry. But... One of the things that uh, I get pretty passionate about as a pastor for a number of years, I'd hear people that would say, like, God was stirring something inside of me, like I'm supposed to go yeah. on a mission trip, or I'm supposed to go talk to my neighbor. And you ask them about it a couple weeks or a couple years later, and they're like, I'm, I'm still praying about it. Yeah. And I love to say, stop it. <laughs> like, been, stop As it. a pastor, I don't think you're supposed to tell people to stop yeah. praying. Yeah. So here's the rest of that story. Go yeah. and pray as you go. Yeah. Um, because God will show you yep. in the going what it is uh, your specific thing is to do. But but if there's any little bit of stirring, regardless of what that is from from the Holy Spirit, take that next step. And I love the the quote: it "says tiptoe if you must, but take the step yeah. because that smallest step might be the biggest step of your life." Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So uh, I want to encourage you to. Uh, to spend some time this weekend prayer walking. Maybe take 15 minutes, walk around your neighborhood. Um, I, I hope that you have a, a list of eight that you're praying for. Maybe you, you have the, the hashtag, but if you don't, you can make one. This is the back of my journal, and I, I put my family in the middle of that it's a giant tic-tac-toe board. <laughs> um, and then I just list the, the families who live around us and... 
it's a, a visible reminder to continue to pray for for these these people. The the uh, Bless Every Home app. I don't know if you have that, but I I use that as a reminder to to pray for those people and um, pull it out every morning as I walk through my neighborhood. Um, but we we pray first, and we we love all. Look for those opportunities. God is super creative at giving you opportunities to love the people around you. And then look for an opportunity to invite them into relationship, into your home, into your space, uh, into a project together. Serving together is a great way to build that relationship. But when we do that, I'm I'm confident that God's going to give us an opportunity to to share the love of Jesus with those people that he's put into our lives. And um, that's... I don't want to tell your story, but the the three kids who came to live with you, they didn't live with you very long, but how much spiritual input did you have hmm. in their lives while they were there? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun fun journey in that they came with a really antagonistic view about church. Yeah. Um, they were not... Somehow they had been fed some intel that church was not a good thing. And uh, so the first week where they, they did go to church, I actually was out of town speaking in another church, but they went with my wife. And and the next week, um, they actually were asking, excited to go back. And by the time they left, they were so excited to, to be a part of a community that cared about them. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they had a Bible uh, that they could use and people they know they can lean into. So I love when the church does what the church is supposed to do and leans into those spaces and and truly brings Jesus to them. Um, Yeah. We we have the opportunity to change the trajectory of of people's lives. God can use us to to write a new chapter and potentially a new ending for, for their story. I'll just kind of end with a, like, if, I mean, keep coming back to the go, Great Commission again, like, Jesus said to every one of us, go. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a go plan, like, don't walk away from your screen without a go plan. Right. What does that look like for you this week to to go? Maybe it's to your next door neighbor to pray, or yeah. maybe it's to foster, adopt, or get on Gateway, or become a care community. There's so many options when it comes to go, but don't leave without a go plan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We need to be people of action. Yeah. yeah. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for changing our lives, for calling us to faith, for giving us a mission, a purpose, a, a reason. I pray for everyone who's listening to this uh to this time together. I, I, I pray that you would help them to, to be people of faith in action, people who will take the next step. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, would you speak and, and be pointedly clear? Help us to figure out what is, what, what's my something? Mm-hmm. What's the thing that I can do that's going to, to move the needle for me personally and for my community? God, thank you for the places that you are already at work and you're inviting us into. Help us to see that that next step and to take it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you guys. Amen.